You're listening to Your World Today, where you won't miss a thing. While developing healthy relationships and social skills after rehab can be a significant challenge for individuals who are recovering from addiction, learning to connect with others in a healthy and supportive manner is crucial to maintaining long-term sobriety. It involves developing communication skills, setting boundaries and building a support network. This process can take time, but with the help of rehab professionals and support groups, individuals can develop the necessary skills to create healthy relationships and foster a fulfilling social life in recovery. And to talk more about the subject, we speak to Recovery NLP coach at Quantum Recovery and Wellness, and she is Jamila Biko. Jamila, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the show. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Jazakallah for having me. Well, I mean, shukran for being with us. So, what are the most important steps to develop healthy relationships after rehab? You know, so um, essentially, um, the basic steps would start in rehab. So the addict will then become aware of what their triggers are, um, you know, who and what were um, enabling the addiction. And once they get to that core of um, what they should have stayed away from. That really does help them with identifying the people, places, and things that they should stay away from. So I think essentially um, that's uh, very important is to to find out what was the cause. Mm. And then how do how can individuals build social skills and connections healthily and positively after leaving rehab? Because often you find that people who've come out of rehab, they feel guilty. They feel as if society won't accept them. Um, they feel ostracized. So how do they go about changing that and looking at it from a more positive aspect? Um, definitely. Once the, uh, the drug seems to wear off, um, the emotions like are extremely high. So you'll find that in many cases, remorse is a very strong emotion that they feel and they feel it extremely strongly. Mm. Um, and in the beginning, they having those feelings, they, it, it can be like a very deep, dark space. But then we teach them that, that those are good feelings to actually care about how, what you did and how others felt. Yes and help them move through those emotions. So then on the flip side to like the previous, like you said, what should they stay away from? I think when they leave, what becomes a primary objective is to say, okay, find your purpose. How do, how do you make it better? How do you make yourself better? And those kind of um, drives, it's, it becomes a drive of, um, you know, um, what, what can I put in place to achieve my objective and my purpose? And um, if then they have these um, goals of, having um, rec- uh, recovering the, their health, for instance. Um, they'd want to now put in place like, okay, I'm going to start gymming or I'm going to do this workout or start a, a sport or something like that. So those kind of um, goal settings definitely mm. does help them. Mm. And what role does communication and boundary setting play in maintaining healthy relationships after rehab? Um, you know, boundary setting in the sense that, like you said, they have to watch who were the triggers in their lives or what brought mm. on these causes. So obviously, these that is where boundaries and communication would become very important. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, uh, the nature of the addict previously would, would be that um, when they look at relationships, there's a lot of manipulating in there and saying, okay, this is what I can get out of this person and stuff like that. 
So once they've gone through all those, um, the rehab, especially in the rehab, and they come clear mind and, you know, sobriety starts setting in, um, they do tend to build a higher EQ. And with that higher EQ, that helps them when they identify a trigger to say, okay, this is my boundary. This person is a trigger to me. And um, it's almost objectively looking at it. So now Mm -hmm. they can see it. When they see someone, they say, oh, okay, so this one is, you know, they see themselves. Basically, they see um, mirrors, you know, with, uh, in other people. So they'll be like, oh, okay, yes. so this is how I used to do things. And they, be, they, they become the easiest people to read other people, to say, oh, okay, I can see this person I can be with or I can't be with, basically judging from their own self and the way they used to um, handle relationships and situations. So... Um, it becomes, uh, you know, once they've, through the rehab process, um, they definitely are much more empowered when it comes to that boundary setting and uh, communicating effectively and truthfully more than anything becomes the, the first step, you know, um, speaking yes. about how you feel um, openly and, and truthfully and saying, you know what, I don't like how this makes me feel. Um, and once they, they, they cross that and they can honestly, be honest to themselves about what's good for them and not that then they know they like on this amazing road to recovery the honesty part of it yeah yes yes and then how do individuals avoid falling back into old patterns because it becomes easier especially when you in an environment that hasn't really changed so you're seeing the same people mm. your relationships with these people mm. are still there because sometimes you'll find um you know a couple um maybe being together can be detrimental to one another when it comes to this mm. I'm, I'm not saying they should leave and you know go their yeah, own those, ways yeah those yes. situations yeah yes um, and you know yeah sorry Damon. no no go ahead um, yeah, so definitely one of the major contributing, you know, we often say we take in the addict and then we help them rehabilitate, but then we put them back in the same environment that caused the addict in the yes. first state. So that becomes a challenge. Um, but ultimately, we are in the bigger picture. That's like with all of us. Um, in order to find change, we have to change ourselves. And then once they understand that they only are truly um you know, um, responsible for themselves, then Mm. they should be empowered to the stage of, I can go, you can put me anywhere. But it is a gradual process. And it becomes challenging when you immediately into that situation back or that you come from. Um, But the other contributing factor, I I think a lot of the time is complacency. Um, When the addict's doing well and now they're motivating and they're getting other, you know, um, addicts to say okay you know what you can do this you can do this and then they sometimes forget that it's still one day at a time and every day is a work and we're all growing and we're going to have our up days and our down days and like all of us have our up days and down days it's for the addict to understand when I'm in my down day I'm now in a you know um, in a more serious situation I need to take care yes. of myself and I think that's why it's so vital for an, a recovering addict when they leave to get a sponsor and get a support group that um, helps them you know keep it together so they don't get to a point of complacency to say ah, I'm fine now you know because often the time it would sometimes one two three years and then the addict says you know I'm good now and then when they leave or you know um, kind of um, weave themselves from the support structure that's often the time when you find a relapse happens mm. and then 
What about resources and support systems available to help individuals who are working on building healthy relationships and social skills to recover? Um, do we have enough of these in place in South Africa? Um, is it easy to access that kind of thing? You know, alhamdulillah, a lot of our local communities do have um, support groups, uh, both for those affected and, uh, you know, directly or indirectly. So uh, uh, while those measures are in place, they are also um, the Jamiat and the Islamic Care Line and um, a lot of support, people that have a vested interest to say, you know what, we want the betterment. Um, ultimately, it would definitely be in the in- individual's hands. It, um, you know, you see it happening over and over. You see people going in for rehab once and coming out, and they do well. And handling, you see others. You know, it's a repetitive cycle, mm-hmm. um, and it does boil down ultimately to the individual. And there is no time to say this is the time frame or this is, you know, what that which, and then for people who've left those. Rehabs, they are halfway houses, they are wellness centers like ours, which is not necessarily a rehab where you go in and, you know, get, but it's, it's a, a, a holistic point of view. So, okay, now your mind is clear. Um, like a halfway house, for instance, people go to work, then they come back and they check in. So it's an everyday checking. It's kind of a transitional period between, um, you know, rehab and yes. then just being out there. So those facilities mm. are there and there are many. Um, but you, uh, there is no fit, good fit to say, okay, this one works because it yes. is completely up to the individual. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll leave it there for now, but um, interesting subject to talk about. And I think uh, a lot of the times we don't realize how difficult it is for somebody who is in that situation, who's come out of rehab. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not it's not easy not to fall by the wayside or to go back to your old habits. So it's really hard work for them to actually try and, and make themselves better and continue what they've mm-hmm. learned in rehab, um, taking it through. But they also need the support from their families, friends, community as well to get them to that end stage and I think with with this kind of thing especially addiction there's never an end stage because they're constantly fighting Constantly, and uh, we make dua that Allah make it easy for all of them that are going through the struggle um, yes. all the mothers Amen. and loved ones that are affected by it and Allah accept our efforts you know everybody who is giving up time and to to help and to just lend a hand Allah accepts from us and Jazakallah Jazakallah to you for making time and we wish you all the best. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum. And that was Sister Jamila Biko, a recovery NLP coach at Quantum Recovery and Wellness, talking to us about developing healthy relationships and social skills after rehab. A very important subject, especially for us to, to understand those who are going through um, this particular stage in their um, road to sobriety and how difficult it is and why we should be there to support them through it, um, to give them um, you know, a, a hand through a very difficult period in their lives. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Time for our 5 p.m. news in a few moments. Jazakallah khair for tuning in. My name is Anissa Isak. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.